Well, hey there. Welcome to the Prayer Podcast. I'm your host, Jan L. Burt, your fellow Jesus follower who very much wants to grow in my prayer life and encourage others in their prayer lives too. Here on the Prayer Podcast, we learn what the Bible has to say about prayer, and then we apply it by actually praying. It's my privilege to join you on this prayer journey. Now, let's get to praying. podcast with Jan Elbert. That's me, and I'm so thankful that you're joining me today to read some verses from the New Testament about prayer and then to spend some time praying. If you need some hope today, if you have a certain situation you're going through that has been maybe long, maybe it's just been a long road, or maybe something new has cropped up and you just feel like you need a little bit of hope from God's Word and somebody to pray for you, I'm glad you're here. I hope this is a blessing and an encouragement to you because the Word of God is meant to, um, it's living and active, so it's meant to bring you hope. It's meant to meet you where you are and then take you on to greater faith and encouragement and to even bring into your life the healing that the Lord has for you. So uh, thanks for joining me today for episode number 11 of the Prayer Podcast, and I want to invite you to subscribe to leave a review if you'd like to. And also, in case you don't know, I have another podcast that's been around for a minute. It is called The Burt Not Ernie Show. Play on my last name, Burt, and that's all about knowing who you are and who you're not. And mainly, the biggest focus of all is on God's promises. And on that show, I really believe that getting the promises of God into the people of God, that that's where they belong, Um, that if I can do that, Combined with this podcast where I talk about prayer and pray for people, it's like dynamite. My two favorite things in the world, God's word, specifically his promises, believing them, appropriating them, and then also praying based on God's word. Well, you know, prayer changes lives. And I also firmly believe this. Why shouldn't one of the lives that gets changed via prayer based on God's word, why shouldn't one of those lives be your life? So that's what we're all about here on my two podcasts. The Prayer Podcast with Jan Elbert and the Bert Not Ernie Show. Um, Thank you so much for joining me for either one or both of these shows. So today we're looking at James. Ah, yes, the book of James, chapter 5. We're going to read verses 13 through 18. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation today. So let me read those verses. And then I just want to encourage you and then pray for you. Here's what it says. James 5, 13 through 18. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was a human as we are. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. Wow. Okay. So we have like five verses all about prayer and all about praying for specific issues, hardships, problems in our lives. So hardships are mentioned. Sickness is mentioned. If you're happy, that's mentioned. You should praise the Lord by singing praises, um, confessing your sins and being forgiven and being healed. And then it talks about Elijah. 
and it and it kind of brings it down to a level where we can not use that little common excuse. Well, I'm not one of the heroes of the Bible. I'm not one of you know. He he takes all of that away. James does in this in this handful of verses here. He takes strips that away, and basically reminds us that um, no, that's not our excuse. That can't be our out. It says Elijah was a human, just as we are. And when, yet when he prayed, this is what happened. And when he prayed again, this is what happened. Okay, there's a lot here. So I'm going to get to it and I'm going to pray for you. When is prayer needed? What does this passage tell us about when prayer actually needs to be applied to our situation? When you're suffering hardships, boom. Where there is a sickness, boom. When you have sinned and you need to confess, boom. And per the Bible, confession is a need. Okay, you see that here? Per the Bible, what we're reading here and what we read in other places, all throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament, confession is a need. It's not an option. It's not a choice. It's not take it or leave it, but a need. Your need and my need when we have sinned. We need to confess when we have sinned. Okay, so who should pray for us? The elders of the church when you're sick. The promise here, and it's a big one, it's that the Lord will then make you well when you're sick and the elders of the church pray for you. It also mentions uh, anointing you uh, with, with oil in the name of the Lord. Wow, okay, the elders of the church. And the promise, it's, it's very clear, the Lord will make you well. Does the Holy Spirit use the word will here with like carelessness? Is this mere happenstance? Or does he really mean what he says? And does he really say what he really means? Is it possible that God says what he means and means what he says? Yeah, it's 100% the way it is. Remember, when God says will, he means will. He doesn't mean maybe. He doesn't mean might. He doesn't mean hopefully. He means will. Don't put a comma and don't put a question mark where God has placed a period. And there is a period at the end of this sentence. Let me read it to you. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well, period. What to do when you're happy? It says to sing praises. Are we doing that, you and I? Are we doing that consistently with regularity? Can we put this singing of praises into practice until it becomes second nature, like breathing, to sing praises to our God whenever, whenever we are happy? I say, let's give it a go. Let's try this. Let's start doing this. What about sins? Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. That's how sins are addressed in this passage. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Okay, so when's the last time you confessed your sins to somebody? Like maybe your spouse, maybe somebody in your small group. Maybe, you know, you get what I'm saying here? Like maybe you're, you're, um, there's a Bible leader that you're in their group or something. And what about this? When's the last time you prayed for someone who confessed their sins to you? Let's start doing that. Confess our sins to each other and pray for each other. Why? Because the promise here is that that's when we'll be healed so that you may be healed. Let's do it. Let's do this. Righteous people who pray earnestly. Okay, this is where we find great power in prayer that produces wonderful results. What kind of results do we want our prayers to have? Eh, lame ones or wonderful ones? How about wonderful? Let's go for wonderful. You know, this is, this is how we get there. Righteous people who pray earnestly. Let's make sure we are living in the righteousness of Christ. He bought and paid for it. 
for us. And it was a costly price he paid. So let's live by it. Let's keep short accounts. Let's confess our sins. Let's sing praises and be thankful when we're happy. Let's pray for one another. Let's expect that we can receive answers to prayer that will be wonderful. Let our prayers produce wonderful results. That's kind of my prayer today. Lord, may our may our prayers produce wonderful results. Is anybody out there, anybody out there listening, watching this on YouTube, are you ready to pray like Elijah, to live in a state of prayer until the answer comes? That's what Elijah did. He didn't just pray once for the rain to come to the land. After he had prayed and it stopped three and a half years, he didn't just pray once for rain to come. He prayed and kept praying. So, you know, it's, it's, that's how he prayed and that's how I want us to pray. That's why I want to encourage us to pray. It's really not about what I want. It's about what the Lord wants. It's in his word. So I want to follow the prayer example that's laid out for us by the life of Elijah, which is referenced here in James, which tells us how to pray and when to pray. So Elijah was dealing with like wickedness in a nation, wickedness in the leadership that his people were subject to. Anybody else ever feel like their nation has got some wickedness going on and that the leadership has just been contaminated and polluted with wickedness? Well, is anybody in that situation willing to pray like Elijah prayed? He prayed that there would be a consequence to that wickedness. And, and the, the consequence, God answering that prayer, it led to suffering, like three and a half years of no rain. The sky was shut up. There was zero rain. There was serious hardship as a result of Elijah's praying. It, it ought to have forced God, the people in that country, the Israelites, God's chosen people, kind of into a corner where they had to choose God over the pagan Baal worship that even though it had been pushed on them by a wicked king and his wicked wife Jezebel, they they still could choose in their own heart and mind. Let every man make up his own mind. Let every woman make up her own mind. You know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Who are you going to choose to fear? Can you, can you come alongside and pray like Elijah? Come alongside what the word of God teaches. Uh, join with others and pray like Elijah that even though this is due to evil, wicked leadership, and I don't know, what am I supposed to do? I didn't make these laws. It's not up to me to, can you still come along? with Elijah on and, and follow his lead, if you will, and pray the way he prayed and be willing to suffer some discomfort and some hardship if need be for there to be consequences from that evil. And can you say, even though this was pushed on me, it's not my choice, even though, okay, yeah, I'm not going to use that as my excuse that, that, ah, it's not my fault. They did this to me. I'm going to stop with the excuses and say, you know what? I choose God. I choose God over Baal. I choose God over what Jezebel is saying is the way it has to be. I choose the Lord God most high. You know, many of these people, the Israelites at this time, in this three and a half years of no rain, they pretty much left Elijah to do the hard work with the prophets of Baal. I'll let you look that up and read it for yourself if you you want to. Um, And only after God showed up and showed off and showed out, by ascending fire from heaven to burn up the offering of Elijah's and do nothing for the prophets of Baal and their offering to their little G God, right? Their um, evil, wicked, demonic Baal worship. Look, then they were like, okay, we'll declare the Lord is God now. Let's be different than that. Let's declare him Lord God right now before, before we see him wiping out the evil. Okay, let's do it now. Let's do it now. Um, are we willing 
to have some tough consequences when we pray for God's name to be honored and revered and treated as holy? Are we willing to receive what might come if we actually live and pray for that to be the case? If we live revering the Lord God Most High, we're probably going to get some flack. And if we pray for him to be revered and treated as holy, which is what he is, he is holy, we're probably going to get some flack. There will be real world you know, flack, and there will be spiritual flack. Are we willing? And in turn, are we willing to pray in prayer to stay like in a, man, he was hunkered down. He was like not looking at his surroundings. He was asking his servant, is there, is there a cloud? Is there a cloud? Do you see anything? Do you see anything? He was like hunkered down in prayer, not looking at what was around him, just focusing on prayer. He did that until he got results. Are we willing to pray like that, kind of hunkered down in prayer until our faith becomes sight and until the mountains move, until God gets glorified in really big, really amazing ways? Who will be in your family, in your house, in your church? Who's it going to be who's going to pray like Elijah? This gets me excited. I think you can tell. This makes me want to start some, like, uh, makes me want to, like, encourage people to start prayer ministries, prayer retreats in their churches, like prayer nights. Uh, it is many churches and homes as possible for us to step up and pray like Elijah did because James promises here in talking about the life of Elijah and the prayer life specifically of Elijah he promises we can have answers to prayer just like Elijah did but that's never going to happen if we're not willing to pray the way Elijah did not the exact words we don't have them written down aren't you glad for that so that when people don't make that like a mantra uh, we don't we're not into like uh, Christian versions of weird mantras and spell casting, the manifestations. No, nah, that's all garbage and nonsense and really demonic and evil. Uh, so we don't have this written down so we can follow a pattern. What we have is the example. Are you willing to pray the way Elijah prayed? Intensely focused, like I'm going to hunker down and pray. I'm not even going to look at the solid evidence around me that can seem really solid because it's very real. The spiritual attacks are very real. The, the evil in the world is very real. I'm not going to look at that. I'm going to focus, hunker down and pray and seek the Lord my God. And I might not even stop praying to open my eyes and look. I might have to send somebody else to say, do you see any evidence that God is moving yet? Okay, I'm going to keep praying until it's here. And then when you see the littlest bit, I see a cloud the size of a man's fist and say, that's it. He's on the move. God has answered. Okay. Um, wow, I get really fired up about prayer. I think you can tell. So who in your home, in your church, in your family, who is going to be the one to pray like Elijah? Hmm. All right. I'm going to pray for you now based on James chapter five, verses 13 through 18. And, uh, and then I'm going to send you on your way today. Father, I thank you so much for each one listening today. Lord, I pray for any who are suffering hardships that they would pray. And as I pray for them, that you would be with them show them a way out, give them deliverance, provide for them, give them everything that they need. And if there are certain things that are, are, that they need to endure through, Lord, as Paul had to have a thorn in the flesh to keep him humble, uh, Lord, if there's anything that is, that is uh, going to glorify you more and refine them more, that they have to go through the way Job went through things, would you give them all that they need to go through it well and to stick close to you, Lord? But I'm asking for you to deliver them from their hardships. And Lord, for those of us who are happy, I rejoice with them. I, I, I just am thankful for what you've done and what you continue to do. For those who are sick, I pray for their healing. And I pray that they have elders that they can go to, to be anointed with oil and prayed over. And I believe that your word will be true for them, that they will be healed. A prayer offered in faith like that will heal the sick. 
and the Lord will make you well. That's what your word says, Lord, so do it. Do it on their behalf. For any who have committed sins, and oh my, that's all of us. There is none righteous, no, not one. Only Jesus Christ, the sinless one, is sinless. So the rest of us, we've committed sins. Lord, may we pray and confess our sins to each other and pray for each other and be forgiven and be healed in Jesus' name, because the word of God says it will be so. May it be so. May it be so. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Lord, make us like Elijah in our day. May we be the ones who step up and pray big, bold prayers, who hunker down and dig in and pray, and that we would see things that are wonderful, that are amazing, results that will, uh, that will cause us to yield fruit in season, spiritual fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. Lord, bless each one listening today. Pour out on them your Holy Spirit in a way that draws them closer to you, helps them to love others more than they ever have before, and sparks in them a fire for your word and for prayer. Hear their prayers and answer them. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, the last thing I'm going to leave you with today is, uh, well, two things, actually. Number one, I want to invite you to join my upcoming um, prayer retreat, my 2023, uh, 2023 online virtual prayer retreat. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. But if you Google Expertise TV, and then my name, Jan Elbert, you'll find it. The cost, $7 just seven bucks. That's a low paywall. It's important that people um, in this really not so great economy have the ability to afford to come to an event that uh, is all about prayer. So I'll be praying for people. Seven sessions on prayer. We'll pray based on those sessions. Comes with a study guide. There are going to be some extra bonuses that are I'm not going to talk about because they're surprises. Um, and uh, I would love for you to join me. So I'll put the link in the show notes or just Google it. Jan Elbert expertise.tv. That's the platform I use so I can do video and PDFs and all that kind of stuff. So, and the second thing I want to mention is Courtney Renee, a fellow minister who loves the Lord. She's in ministry. She's awesome. Is a part of an event called the Come All Revival 2023. It's going to be in Austin, Texas. If you're down in that area, it could be a really great thing for you to attend. I'm going to put that link in the show notes. But the web address for her event is insideoutww.org. Check that out. You won't be sorry. It's going to be a powerful, amazing event. And uh, I actually think that is going to be it for today. Thank you for joining me. Lord bless you today. And may everything that I have prayed over you come to pass because we serve a God who hears and answers prayers. All right. I'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye. so much for joining me today on the prayer podcast. It's a blessing to read what the Bible says about prayer and then to be able to pray with you. Remember to always pray and never give up. See you back here next time.